Benjamin Light. And I'm Marcus Sparks. And I'm Kate Harris. And welcome to Bros Watch PLL2 slash Headcanon. We're going to kind of cross post this one. We've been threatening to do Clueless, the movie, forever. Um, but it, it, it kind of feels appropriate that we should share this between our Bros podcast and our Headcanon one uh, because it's so apropos of both. And also because uh, Kate here uh, won a podcast. She's one of the runners up for our uh, trouble contest that we did and um wanted to you know feature on the main pod thank you for supporting us kate really appreciate it yeah absolutely thanks for having me <laughs> absolutely um so obviously we'll be talking about clueless the 1995 film in just a bit but before we get to that uh, i wanted to ask you kate a little bit about your pll journey um how did you first find pll the show and then how did you find the podcast um, I don't actually remember how I first started watching Pillow. I know it was sometime in the middle of, or sometime during season three, because it was on Netflix and I watched the first couple seasons and then I caught up at some point and had to wait in the middle of this. I don't even know because they're the way they do their seasons. I never truly know what goes in what season. Um, so somewhere season three, season four ish, I caught up, but I found y'all, I think. Maybe, maybe it was because maybe Heather Hogan tweeted about y'all or something. I can't really remember, but I think that was it. And then I heard y'all's podcast. I was like, oh yeah, this is something. This is this is definitely these are definitely my vibes. These are my people. <laughs> like this is <laughs> y'all are watching this the same way that I am, and it I like that. Um, and not just some like dumb high school show, which you know if you want to watch it that way, fine. But there's a lot more to it that you can you know enjoy, and it's nice to listen to people talk about it. Um, and feel a little. A little more validated, you know. Nice, nice. Cool. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. It's crazy how long it's it's been. Almost ten years, I think, that we've been doing this pod. So that's wild. Uh, really appreciate anyone who's stuck through this long. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's just dive right into Clueless. Uh, this was your pick, Kate. So why don't you tell us why you picked this movie? Um, well, I have loved this movie since I first saw it when it first came out on VHS. Um, I know I remember renting it. I'm not a hundred percent sure why I was allowed to rent it, but, um, I was, and, uh, everyone in my family loved it. My little sister, I mean, I was maybe nine or 10 when I first saw it and immediately loved it. Didn't understand most of it, but loved it and have watched it, you know, regularly since then. Every time I watch it, you know, you learn something like I get another joke pretty much every time I watch it. Um, and I just remember when y'all did a poll at some point about what movie to watch. And I was like this, 10 things, mean girls, cruel intentions, which I love all of those movies, but it just didn't feel right that in that, in that like category, Clueless was last. That just felt wrong. Um, cause it's so good. It's so funny. Um, you know, anything that can be like satirical like that without being cruel and, you know, mean, um, it's just, I don't know. I just love it. And it's, just gets, I feel like it just gets better every time I watch it. Agreed. Yeah. Watching this after watching that do revenge movie. I was just like, man, this is this right here. This is how you do it. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed do revenge. Um, you know, it wasn't perfect or anything, but you know, yeah, I agree. Comparing it to this, like, Oh man, they were close, but like, I just don't, no one quite gets the vibe right. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, uh, why don't we just start with some opening statements about the movie? Uh, Marco, why don't you go first? Um, I think, Kate, you 
you nailed one thing that's important in this movie, this movie that launched a thousand porn clips, but uh, there's no, there's no cruelty really. Like it, it's got that kind of thing that I like in, in certain shows, not all the time. I think, I think uh, James went on record in one of our last podcasts. He's more cynical than I am. Whereas I sometimes like something he's nodding emphatically. I sometimes like something a little more uplifting and, and nice. And like, I feel like in a way, in a long enough timeline, all of these characters are my friends. You know, like I, I genuinely care about all of them, with the exception of, well, maybe Elton and maybe Amber, but only because Amber's not around that much. But a uh, quintessential teen literary adaptation, characters all stand up. They, f- they feel alive, even as sketches of characters. It's a masterpiece of balancing tone. Um, Cher, of course, is eponymously clueless, both from her youth and her isolated bubble of wealth. But like we smile along with her when she doesn't when she doesn't get something. We don't necessarily laugh at her. Um, I don't know. I just love the show. I, I almost worry that I don't have any critical thought because it was just so fun to watch this movie after. I, I really haven't seen it since the 90s. So, Did Shame. you see this movie in the theater? I don't think so. I think I saw it at Rendell. Mm. You? Uh, oh, yeah. I saw this in the theater. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if uh, younger people are, are as aware of this, but like this movie was like advertised like crazy on MTV before it came out. They would just have these weird little like kind of shorts that they would run on MTV. And so this was just like the movie to see if you're a teenager, like it had been building and building It's the girl from the Aerosmith video. She's going to be in this movie and it's, it's all about teenagers. Like they did not make movies for teens. Um, like scream gets a lot of credit for kind of bringing back like the teen genre, like teen horror, but like clueless was first, like before we clueless, like they just didn't make movies for teenagers really. Um, and since, uh, since the 80s, you mean? I, yeah, but like there was a big gap there. Like there was like a, a generational gap where, okay, like they like you know all through the early nineties, they're, they're not making teen movies because we went to the coffee house crowd. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and so this was like the return of making movies for teenagers. Um, and I mean, this movie's like I don't know, twenty five percent of my personality is probably comes from, comes from this movie. Is for by it. Um, I love this movie. It was such a delight to rewatch it. Um, I have nothing bad to say about it at all. I think it's just a masterpiece. It's one of my 10 favorite movies of all time. So it's up there. Yeah, same. All right. Any what, other thoughts? I'm uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Marco. I would say what piece of slang from the time period in this movie do you think really doesn't hold up the most? And why is it Baldwin? Yeah, I was going to say Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that got a genuine laugh out of me because I'd forgotten about that. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> As if. Uh, any other thoughts on the movie Cape before we jump in? Um, I mean, it's one of my tops too. I, you know, top five for sure. And as far as I'm concerned, it's Paul Rudd's first movie. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's great. I love that. <laughs> Take the Halloween six. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Paul Rudd was like a couple years younger than Stacey Dash in this movie, which I found. She's 29. She was like <laughs> twice her character's age. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't find it. How old was um, Alicia Silverstone in this? I think she's still fairly young. Um, yeah, I only saw mm-hmm. Paul Rudd and Stacey Dash's ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, can right. we just talk about like this movie? A solid forty percent of this movie works just because of how adorable Alicia Silverstone is, and like I feel like you really don't see like movie star debuts like her in this movie. Yeah, I always liked her in this movie. I was really surprised on rewatch because it'd been a while. Like, she's ridiculously good in this movie. Like, she completely carries the movie. 
Um, mm-hmm. I and it just made me wonder, like, what? How did Hollywood screw up the rest of her career? You know, like yeah. by making her like Batgirl or whatever. Or, I mean, I don't know. Aging is one thing, but like, yeah. she's like the diary of a wimpy kid mom now or something. It's like a lot of moms because she was in the Babysitters Club too. Is the mom? Yeah, yeah. And she's in that one Brandon Fraser movie. Oh, Blast from the Past. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy to me that she didn't go on a run of like, I don't know, like five different huge rom coms after this or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, like uh, the career that we kept hearing Molly Ringwald was going to have, like Mm -hmm. she should have genuinely had it. Like one of the IMDb trivia bits was just like, oh, twenty years later, she like reteamed with uh, Jeremy Sisto, and I'm like, that's bad for her and great for him. (laughs) Yeah, really. Jeremy Sisto is on the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade uh, recently, or wow. that last week. Yeah, it's like, like he's on the FBI show or whatever. So here's Jeremy Sisto. It's like, okay, great. I, I, talk about a guy who's like his entire actorly authority power comes from the fact that he's tall. <laughs> All right, also, well, he's from Grass Valley, James. Oh, okay. There That's, you go. Uh, you know, Jessica Chastain is from Sacramento. I learned that recently. Wow. Mm-hmm. Let's dive into uh, Clueless here. Uh, just a lot of 90s songs in this. This really brought me back. Um, this We Are Young song here. This uh, this cover of Kids in America starts off almost like a horror movie, like song. Hmm. It's kind of fascinating when we go into like this like opening skewering of the MTV generation. I mean, it's it's like making fun, but it's still, I don't know, celebrating at the same time. I feel like it, it achieves a tone that I think do or do revenge wanted but didn't quite achieve where it's like it's making fun of its characters and having a good time with it but not like taking itself too seriously you know no and they're kind of in on the joke too i mean you know it's like is this a noxema commercial or what you know (laughs) yeah like sure sure's often ditzy but is you know has like that knowing at the same time we should mention Mm -hmm. this movie is uh the script is based on the jane austen book emma so which I've yet to read. I've heard it's like actually a really faithful adaption. I remember my high school English teacher was like, what was it? Was it Gwyneth Paltrow? Was she the the one yeah. who played Emma? He was like, don't watch that movie. Just watch Clueless. Like if you want to, if you want an adaptation of Emma, just watch Clueless. Yeah. Have this seen- is my favorite Jane Austen adaptation. Just full stop. Like, I mean, you know, the nineties Pride and Prejudice was great, but this one, I just like this one the best. It's, I mean, I think it gets the spirit absolutely right of that book. So have either of you seen the new Emma with Emma mm-hmm. Taylor-Joy? Not, no. I would still say this was more faithful <laughs> to the tone. <laughs> I saw her recently in the menu, but no, I did not see that one. I I have a disgusting, perverse desire to see the whatever the, the Dakota Johnson. Oh, Persuasion? Yeah, that's that's a great book, but like that, that movie's going to hurt. Is that, maybe... is that a Netflix one? Yeah, sadly. Mm. Yeah. Good luck. It's going to hurt, but it's going to probably be fun at how bad it is. <laughs> I've never uh, read Persuasion, so oh, that would cool. all be new for me. Uh, but yeah, we get this, you know, Noxima commercial opening. It's playing Kids in America. Uh, Cher's got like a Jeep that she drives. These are all like rich girls in oh, L.A. Uh, she's got like a computer that controls her closet. And, like, I her- cannot believe that does not exist. That should exist. Why doesn't that exist? Well, she's got the like dry it's a touch cleaner. Too. Yeah, yeah. touchscreen. She got that dry cleaner <laughs> spin thing. Yeah, color coordinated. Apparently, this first outfit, I think, was the one that cost the most. This was like a yeah. real designer outfit, whereas like the rest of the stuff was mostly they just bought at malls. Yeah. 
Do you yeah. think that Mandy Lyon is like, is Mona May, the costume director, Mandy Lyon's like absolute inspiration? Is like that her dream person? Yeah, I think for, for Cher, Cher had to walk so that Arya could run. For sure. That's right. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Although it's almost what? like too coordinated for Arya, you know? Yeah. yeah. Only there's... one pattern, not like three at once. <laughs> who, who in this movie would wear the skirt made of ties? And would it be tie? Mm. I'd probably be Amber. It'd definitely be Amber. And oh, she'd yeah. have a coordinated top that was made out of like also ties. Okay. Amber's recurring hairstyles are all out of like Dr. Seuss books, right? <laughs> well, like, yeah. <laughs> well, there's the one time where she's dancing with the guy in the cat in the hat hat and she's got like the pippy lock sucking braids. You're like, yeah, that's that feels about right. <laughs> she goes back to that guy too. Also, I'm just going to say, I meant to piss on my opening statement. This movie's other love story is about Elton and that cranberry CD. <laughs> The way he goes back to that thing. The which one is it? Which cranberry city is it? Come, come up with an excuse. Uh, yeah, which one would that have been? Uh, I think it's Each everyone else is doing it, so why aren't we? I think. Um, yeah, but I mean, at some point we're gonna we're gonna get into the romance at the heart of this movie. I kind of wish this movie would give us a little Dan Hedaya's reaction to this uh, Sharon Josh romance because he says, "You divorce wives, not children." <laughs> So Josh is still his child, so right? In Emma is uh is the Josh analog is that like a cousin or something? I don't re- I, just, I don't think it's a relative. I think it's just like a yeah. neighbor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, he's he's so, a lot older cuz he's like in a, they, I think they say he's like 36 or something. Um but he's older <laughs> but he's I don't think they're related or you know steps or whatever. Amy Heckerling's like, you remember that like uh, coffee commercial where the sister was way into the brother? Like, we're gonna get a little of that energy. <laughs> I like how she's trying to make it, her dad drink orange juice for the vitamin C. Like that was that was where we were, like kind of like health diet culture at the time. Like, oh, you got to get that vitamin C, <laughs> and yeah. also drink your milk. Drink your vitamin, drink your orange juice, and your milk. <laughs> Don't tell me those brain dead low lives have been calling again. They are your parents. <laughs> Isn't there a line later about her like screw up in Malibu? But I I wonder if that's a deleted scene because I don't think we ever actually go to Malibu, right? Yeah, there's a line about Malibu later. I was I was thinking about that. Um, I can't remember where it is, but like they they mentioned something about Malibu, and I'm like, what about Malibu? Like a disaster in Malibu or something? Pismo Beach. It's a Pismo Beach disaster. Well, there's, there's the Pismo Beach disaster, yeah. but she makes a comment about like I haven't screwed up like this since Malibu. I, I, I've never had the DVD for this. Mm-hmm. If there's like an hour of deleted scenes on this DVD, I would just dive in. So happily. I got the DVD mm-hmm. um, for the for the extras because I was reading about them. I was like, well, I want to see all of these because um, they're all like labeled for like driver's ed and like fashion 101 and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're good. I enjoyed them. Learned a uh-huh. lot. Yeah, I saw that in the trivia that they shot this movie in 40 days, which is just nuts. I feel like they would take six months to shoot this movie now. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a different time back then. Love the Jeep she drives. Very cool little Jeep. Just something to learn on, you know. <laughs> Boy, that came out of nowhere. She does such a good, like, she she finds a perfect tone of, like, a little bit innocent, a little bit kind of, like, knowing at the same time. Like, she can really go back and forth yeah. between, like, making you feel sorry for her or kind of, like, laughing at her or laughing with her. Like, she can be savvy at times. It's, like, such a good performance. Well, yeah, she, like, runs her house. I mean... You know, she's making sure her dad's getting his orange juice and all that. And, you know, even the maid's afraid of the dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her, her, Dion, she's my friend because we both know what it's like to have people be jealous of us. Love it. 
love it. Also, Stacey Dash. This is way before she became a MAGA nut job. Yeah, RIP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I think she makes a joke about her hat. Can we chop into Dr. Seuss? <laughs> Lisa didn't scan a collie. <laughs> I love all the shots of just her driving. It's like these shots of the car Jeep doing this like screeching tires turn. Hello, that was a stop sign. Yeah, I totally paused. <laughs> my dad really liked that part. That's what I remember about that. Watching that when I was younger, my dad really liked that. Yeah, the whole lexicon uh, that this movie introduced, you know, as if totally um, going postal. You know, yeah, I mean, like there's, I mean, this is, you know, California Valley girl speak from the 90s, which uh, is definitely like half of my dialect probably. Well, and one that I I didn't recall ever using, Jeepin. Yeah, Jeepin. Jeepin. I love the segue. Speaking of vehicular sex. <laughs> uh, Donald Faison should have had a better career, right? I mean, he was on Scrubs. I, I never For watched a show. I were, I'll, like, I'll repeat that. that show. He should have had a better career. I mean, he's doing commercials with Zach Braff now. So Nobody deserves to be sentenced to Zach Braff. Mm-hmm. You're just yeah, but Scrubs is on for like a million years, and it's always on. So he's got to be making some, you know, good money from that. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he's rich. Yeah, I mean, I, I never really watched Scrubs, but my sense is that a bunch of people did in like a certain, I don't know, like generational time period or whatever. But like that's like their show. Like people who like that show love that show. You know, I watched it. I've seen probably all of it. That's one of the ones we 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 rewatched uh, early quarantine. Um, mm. You know, it's fine. It's there's parts that are really good, parts that are not as good. Hmm. I mean, is the Scrubs generation also the that seventies show generation, mm-hmm. or is the Scrubs a little bit later? It's probably fairly close, I would guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, like Diaz just like waiting with this like weave to pull out to like accuse him. <laughs> the yeah. opportune moment. I hate when you call me a woman. Um, as Cher is walking through the high school, there are so many horny dudes just eye fucking her, not just including the guy who just wraps his arm around her, giving us a first as if. But I mean, this is almost like an Italian street that she's yeah, walking the, the down. The way she just like shoves that dude, probably like twelve feet out of frame. But the movie has an interesting mix of actors who look totally age appropriate, and then these extras that are clearly in their forties. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, uh, we got Brecken Meyer in the background here. He's still pretty young at this point. Um, maybe his best role. I don't know. Uh, name five other Brecken Meyer roles. I mean, he's in Can't Hardly Road Wait. Trip? Can't Hardly Wait. Um, okay. Um, go. I'm okay. I think of a fifth one. Yeah. He plays himself in an episode of Party Down. He's the vo- one of the voices in King of the Hill at some point. Mm. Oh, is he? He's, I think he's. Oh, it's something weird. Like Joseph Gribble, he and Br- I think he and Brittany Murphy play. Yeah, they play like Joseph same- Gribble. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wallace Shawn here is a debate teacher. Wonderful debate okay. about the, the what did she say? The Haitians or Haitians? Something? Yeah, the Haitians. Because did you read the trivia about this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. She didn't know how to pronounce it, so they just kept it. <laughs> yeah, it does not say RSVP so on the Statue of Liberty. I mean, Amber is like, I don't know what you're supposed to think of Amber, but like, she's one of those characters where like, there's a whole other movie starring Amber where she has to like, where like Cher is like her foil. 
Like Amber's like the Salieri to her <laughs> Mozart. I love that Cher takes her well, gum out before the uh, speech and it's like has, has it on her finger the whole time. Um, well, Amber's totally right here because this is not how high school debate works. So. I don't know. How I am convinced. I supposed to follow that? <laughs> well, like I was, I knew they did a TV show where like the Amber actress came back. Isn't like but Stacey I was dashing that or something. I, or? I, think, I so. think so. Like like everyone but Brittany Murphy and Alicia Silverstone, mm-hmm. but a couple of them came back and like did cameos as other characters. Oh, weird. But like I was shocked to find out the show went on for three seasons. Me too. That was I wrote that down in my notes. I was like, wait, this show's on for three seasons? That's yeah, wild. Yeah. Did this movie invent the uh the whatever with the fingers? I don't know if I'd it ever seen that have. beforehand. It had to have. As far as I know, as far as I'm concerned, yes. Not like we were doing that in seven. (laughs) Elton, any comments? Yeah, I can't find my Cranberry CD. (laughs) Beginning of his love affair. He's always trying to get out of class. I think. Yeah. I think he. Someone finally lets him go at the end of the movie. I think Miss Guy says. My foot hurts. (laughs) He'd go to the nurse. (laughs) Um, I love that the recurring subtle joke that there are multiple girls in this high school with the nose job bandages. Yes. I kept thinking it was the same girl, but it's quite a few. No, I think in one of the PE scenes, there's like a bunch of girls with the like the nose job bandages on. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. standing in line for tennis. There's a bunch. But I mean, just like randomly, like walking like down that like that that row, there's a bunch. Um, and might I remind you, it does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty. I love the insight we get from a uh, Brecken Myers character here. <laughs> He's like, okay, like the way I feel about the Rolling Stones is the way my kids are going to feel about Nine Inch Nails. So I shouldn't torment my mom anymore, huh? He's like, yes, that's a little off subject, but. <laughs> and I will always, I will always love it. His name is Travis Birkenstock. That's so funny. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. Well, like Wallace Shawn is interesting. The the role prepared in the teen movies of like this teacher character who's like not a huge part of the movie but like has to make some kind of mark like i'm trying to think of like daryl mitchell and like 10 things i hate about you who's like really trying to like work of his screen time but it's wallace sean and and yeah he owns it you can even see right in the beginning the elton's like massaging claire uh not claire shares uh shoulders in the scene like he's always like like he's super handsy with her yeah yeah she gets to see. She's gonna have to debate her way out of it. I didn't like their opening offer. Uh, yeah, her the, mom the died. Classic in- talking on the uh, cell phones until they meet up each other at school. This was like in '95. Kids did not have cell phones in school unless, like, I think you just assume that, like, well, the rich kids in LA do maybe, but no one else. Yeah, does. it made sense to me. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. from Alabama, so this is a whole like it just like. It just seemed like a whole other world that made total sense. Like, yeah, that's probably what they do in LA. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're from like the suburbs of California where lots of pagers. I knew like two people who had cell phones and they were not allowed to ever use their cell phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, I'm trying to remember like in 95, cause I feel like pagers, like they really had a huge moment suddenly and then like disappeared like two years later, you know? No. Yeah. But yeah, isn't my house classic? The columns date back in nineteen seventy-two. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So Cher's mom died in a freak accident during a routine liposuction procedure. Um, Cher might have gotten her father's knack for debate and oratory, but you know what she didn't get from her father? Those eyebrows. 
but she also got a 98 in geometry. So congrats. Yeah. Oh, shapes. Yeah. <laughs> nice shapes. <laughs> nice shapes. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know if we've mentioned, like, there's a lot of narration in this, which I think just completely works. Yeah. Um, it's always, always tricky narration of movies, but she has such a distinctive voice. Um, not just like the way it sounds, but like the way she talks it, like, I don't know. I feel like they can cheat a lot and just like have her start talking about her mom and narration. And like, you don't question it at all. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta nail narration or you gotta cut it. Mm -hmm. What's this, Uh, um, just like look she has later when she hears, uh, Josh listening to his complaint rock. It's like almost punkish. It's like this like mess shirt. Like, I I feel like this is like something you'd find a hot topic now or something. Like black mess shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Over like a tank top and she's got like this mm-hmm. big cross necklace. Yeah. Like she's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a yeah, very, it something like Buffy like would wear. Um, I love that Josh will always announce his arrival by blasting a little like fake plastic trees. <laughs> <laughs> the acoustic version. <laughs> the sad bastard music, yeah. Uh also, okay, so I believe the Sherrod put on MTV. I believe the Sherrod would watch Ren and Stimpy later. I don't know about the Beavis and Butthead. I mean, but like everybody watched I, MTV. Like yeah, that was just what I you mean, did. You just turned on MTV and yeah. you sat there. Well, because like later she's talking about like the burnouts and they come into class mm-hmm. and they say something funny and we all laugh, but no serious girl would date them. So maybe she's got like a, a soft spot, but I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't a stoner in high school, but I sure as fuck watched Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. It yeah. was just hilarious. I, I watched a lot. Yeah. I was instructed to not watch Beavis and Butthead, so obviously I did watch it all the time. Hmm. I don't know if we have a show like that that um, it's like exists for politicians to like get wrong when they're talking about it. You know, they're all yeah. kind of Beaver and Bumhead. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can't talk about Murphy Brown in the '90s forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mean, I think you can sense right from the start that um, these two are just. And there's like a casual intimacy between them. They'll kind of elbow each other and like, you know, sit pretty close to each other. What are you doing, stepbrother? Yeah. Um, I love this this exchange that the Josh is just like, I really want to check out environmental law. And then Dan is just like, why? Do you want a miserable, boring life? <laughs> Drinking. I like when they get called to dinner and after Josh is telling Cher to like, you know, grow up or whatever, you know, be more sophisticated. And he just, as he's drinking out of a carton of orange juice and then leaves it open on the table. It's like, okay, gross. Okay. Josh <laughs> will commit food crimes later in their kitchen. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to it, but that sandwich incident, yeah. Paul Rudd should be in jail. <laughs> I love the guy, but he should be in jail. Um, but yeah, I love how just right off the bat, like Dan Hedaya is totally on board of her negotiating with teachers for better grades. Definitely. I had direction. Yeah, towards the mall. <laughs> yeah, it's not ready yet. What do you mean it's not ready? Well, you always told me not to never accept the first offer. I miss like this kind of banter, this kind of like 90s banter. Yeah. I also like that whenever uh, uh, her dad gets a phone call, like within two seconds, he's just shouting, What? No, no. <laughs> Dan Hedaya is so good in this. Yeah. Tells her PE yeah. teacher an evil male broke her heart, so she raised her C to a B. <laughs> okay, it's very noticeable in that shot where we're setting up the PE thing. The girl who's like pom pom is like pulling her skirt up. 
I did not notice that. Yeah. I, there's there's a a like long, lingering longer than it should be as it pans across like panty shot. Hmm. That I would have thought you could have easily just reshot this little camera pan. I mean, they shot it in like 40 days, so so maybe just moving along. Um, share diagnosis that Mr. Hall just needs a good old fashioned boink fest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did she say to Miss Geis? Um, I'm trying to remember what she says to like up her grade there. Oh, she promises a letter writing campaign to her congressman about violations of the Clean Air Act. Uh, back when we thought writing to her congressman did anything. What exactly does Miss Geis teach? That's a great question. Because she's caring about the environment. She's seemingly political a activism counselor. She has an office in like the bullpen of like school offices, and she seems to be giving like Travis advice at one point. Well, she definitely has a classroom. She has a classroom too. And they're turning just... in reports. Do they take? Yeah. In... She could take environmental Maybe it's science like, in like high school, life science or something like that, like like a science science class Could of be. some kind. Could be. Wasn't life science like the look? Real I mean, science was, classes aren't going to work out for you. There was oh, I'm sorry, biology. Yeah, there was biology, but then there was like earth science. Yeah, too. Yeah. If you didn't if you didn't want to take like chemistry and physics. Here, here's your final question: What planet are you on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and for a bonus, name another one. Yeah. In the background, we see Janice, played by Nicole Bilderback, who was in Can't Hardly Wait, and a little show called Cruel Summer. Oh, nice. Yeah. As well as Bring It On and uh, Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane. Who is she in Cruel Summer? She's the lawyer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even realize that. Um, so she's kind of feeling all out of sorts because she can't get uh, Mr. Hall to change her grade. So she's got to go to where she feels good, the mall. Like suffering right from buyer's remorse? God, no. <laughs> As if, like, that's something that, like, would, you know, make her look kind of peaky and, you know, ill. Yeah. So, yeah, got to give him a good, good old fashioned boink fest. Single, he's 47. He earns minor ducats at a thankless job. <laughs> Fortunately, there's a major babe drought at school. Like, I mean, it's it's like really obvious product placement, but like the POV shot where she's looking around like the teacher's lounge and she like focuses in on a Snickers. Yeah. Ooh, Snickers. Later, there's a uh, a, a pretty prominent placing of Snackwells. Yeah, there's a lot of product placements. Yeah. Right? And there's yeah. Diet Cokes. Diet Coke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Did your schools ever let you work off tardies? I don't know what that means. So, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I was never late. I just didn't show up. But like, he's just like, he's like listing off all the tardies. And I'm like, how do you work these off? But I love the, uh, you know, Cher wants to debate her two tardies. And he's like, well, one was last Monday. And she's like, oh, I was surfing the Crimson, the Wave, Crimson Wave. And I'll ask the ladies. ladies. <laughs> <laughs> you assume women problems. Uh, but yeah, she's uh, they're writing like a fake secret admirer letter to Mrs. Geist here uh, that she's quoting. It's like a sonnet she's quoting, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where'd you get it from? Cliff Notes. <laughs> I remember when we in high school when I read that sonnet, I was like, oh, that's where that came from. Got it. 
she does a thing later uh she says it's like in that one book it's a far better far far better thing doing stuff for other people which i think is a, a tale of two cities joke. tale of two cities yeah, yeah. Uh, but you got the classic thing where they like run around after they plant the letter and like stare through the the window there i like that shot mm-hmm. so they're just looking through the window it reminds me of that episode of the halloween episode of buffy where they're looking through the library mm-hmm. it is shockingly easy to get these two teachers laid yeah you just gotta write a fake secret admirer thing give them some coffee and then you know take her glasses and the clips out of her hair yeah move the yeah. scarf around to the side instead of the front yeah well because she's she's dressed like a character out of greece <laughs> she was um she's like not the writer of the movie but she was like involved in the production maybe yeah, she's like a, a producer, producer or something yeah mm. Yeah, the actress who played the, the DVD extras make it sound like she and Amy Heckerling were like like it was their movie. Um, yeah, it seems like they were like like good friends or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, like having not watched this movie in like approaching twenty years, as I started it the other night, I thought this was Amy Heckerling for a moment because they have like identical looks almost. Amy Heckerling plays her maid of honor in the world. right, 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 right. But I'm like this. Like Amy Heckerling has like a look. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is she in this and then i was like no that's not possible also what a great name twink kaplan twink kaplan yeah. well, speaking of product placement um travis is uh thanking mcdonald's and their egg muffin sandwiches and his acceptance speech here i mean this movie like steers right into like kind of i don't know the the corniness so, like they'll start playing like the oscar music you know as he's accepting his trophy that kind of thing i mean just the 2001 reference yeah later oh, on it's so good it's this is almost like a kid's movie in the sense that like there's something for the teens and there's something for their parents you know who dropped them off at the movie theater or or rented this with them um are we, are we at josh in the pool yet <laughs> um there is a brief scene where her dad's yelling at her about the second notice uh about these parking tickets like, what happened to the first notice the ticket was the notice i feel like i learned a lot from this movie you know yeah. i was only like 14 when i watched this so i was like i'm learning so much about being an adult you can get tickets for lots of things mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't even know you could get tickets without a license oh yeah of course yeah josh at the pool <laughs> this outfit, of a good reading yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sunglasses on like long pants and a long sleeve shirt by a pool in All southern black. california is, is a choice yeah, she's been told she can't go anywhere without a licensed driver. Two permits do not equal license. And she says, a licensed driver with nothing to do. Where would I find such a loser? <laughs> and he is like, he's reading Nietzsche in a way that it's just like he wants you to yes. see that fucking book. He's not even reading. He's just holding it in front of his yeah. face. He's posing. <laughs> he has sunglasses on. <laughs> in the shade. It's not even in the sun. Yeah. She's I, I, weird. goatees trying to grow. I was at the first time I watched this movie, I do remember not focusing on Josh that much. Like I think when I was a teenager, I was apparently just so under Alicia Silverstone's spell that when she gets together with Josh at the end, I was like, oh, that came out of nowhere. And then I'm watching this movie now and I'm like, not really. Yeah, I, I was kind of wondering about that. Like people who are watching this for the first time, are they like clocking him as a romantic interest right away or, or are we just clueless? I don't know. Well, I certainly was. I know you that. Were, okay. Um, because it was Paul Rudd. Yeah. Um, so it's like, well, yeah, obviously, like it's Paul but, Rudd. But you're talking about now, though, right? No, at the time, oh, I okay, thought okay. he was the cutest thing. Um, and I was, 
yeah, I was into it um, as a, you know, a yeah, I mean, I think there's like a certain amount of like movie math that we're just missing there where it's like she's the obviously the attractive lead and he's like an attractive dude who's unconnected. And so it's like, oh, well, he must be the love interest. Well, but also all the other men are like picked off for one reason or yeah. another, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she's striking up them. Actually, I'm going to a tree people meeting. We might get Marky Mark to plant a celebrity tree. Like when he's still Marky Mark. Yeah. It'd be like another year or two before he became Mark Wahlberg. I saw, was it a TikTok? Maybe a TikTok the other day where someone found out that Mark Wahlberg was Marky Mark. It's like in real time. It's like, oh, oh man, I am old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't want to practice parking because everyone in LA has valet. Everybody who has valet. I think the obviously we didn't have TikTok in the nineties, but the the nineties version of that would have been finding out that he was Donnie's brother. <laughs> Even though it's not like they're hiding those last names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sarah mentions that she donated many of her expensive Italian outfits to Lucy, like the the housekeeper. I don't know what Lucy did with those. Uh, yeah, and she also contributed many hours helping two lonely teachers find romance. And he kind of mentions like that. Well, you're just doing that to serve your needs. But you did or did anything that wasn't ninety percent selfish. I'd die of shock. So Cher, well, that's reason enough for me. Cher says, "Would you call me selfish?" And Dion says, "No, not to your face." <laughs> Love it. It's like a burn, but not. You know. But she she's so earnest though, like. <laughs> I mean, like, there's so many lines of dialogue that, like, they're definitely like they're they're like, look at me, listen to me, listen, hear this line, and there's so many that are just like thrown off so casually that are so good. Um, it's a '90s movie, so we get the R word, unfortunately. Yeah, it was that was a shock. I didn't remember. I didn't. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. They do the um, give the coffee to Mr. Hall, and then go do the quick makeover on Mrs. Geist. Get those two together. Gonna be 5'10 like Cindy Crawford. Very glad that she gave the coffee to him because I was watching it. I was like, how many beverages are in front of them? Legs crossed towards each other. That's an unequivocal sex invite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, he's getting her digits. <laughs> Old people can be so sweet. <laughs> and everyone's getting good grades. And then like Elton here, he like gives her like full on like hug. Like he's practically copying a feel here. It's excessive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sherry apparently gets a standing ovation from the school because she got two teachers laid, which two teachers apparently affected a lot of grades. Yeah. And I mean, one of them is debate. So surely not everyone is taking debate. I mean, maybe it's grades and also just, I don't know, like general demeanor. Like I feel like Mr. Hall is like kind of a hard ass, even though he's, I don't know, at least in the scenes we've had with him. He seems like he's pretty tolerant to their shenanigans. Yeah. He's not he's like just literally trying to be a teacher. Yeah. 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 In this school. Yeah. Like he's not like Ben Stein. No, know? no, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so then her dad is like very impressed that uh, she argued her way from a C plus or an A minus. Like it couldn't be uh, happier than if they're based on real grades. <laughs> <laughs> and again. Nice shapes. <laughs> nice shapes. That's mm. which I'm like, is that sexual? 
I love the uh, the tennis scene here where um, uh, Dion has her note from her tennis instructor. And he doesn't want you to ruin any of his instruction. <laughs> okay. Talk about lines that I would find a way to quote out of any context. Yeah. Amber's doctor's note, but she can't have any balls flying. Her and Dion <laughs> says, there goes her social life. I think I'd use there goes your social mm-hmm. life the other day. Oh yeah, that's an all-time classic. Well, mine from from the scene is from the scene too, and it's, you could be a farmer in those clothes. <laughs> the way she says it too. <laughs> yeah, Cher's feeling so great about you know doing good stuff for other people uh, that she wants a new project, and here comes Ty Frazier, played by Brittany Brunch Murphy. as fuck. Grunge, but and like Brittany Murphy. I feel like it's a grunge that doesn't know it's grunge. It's like it's, it's, it's like she's not, really, grunge. It, she's not really dressing to like fit a scene. It's like that's just like the clothes she has like, kind of thing. Yeah. Her her fashion in this movie is interesting because there are points where they dress her like a toddler. Well, I mean that shirt she's wearing has a troll doll on it. <laughs> yeah. But like the outfit she wears at like the warehouse, the inexplicable warehouse party. <laughs> the she... shorter rolls. Yeah, yeah. Um there's this is this scene where they're talking is pretty funny. Oh shit, you guys got Coke here? Well, yeah, this is America. <laughs> Never had like straight friends before. Yes. Okay. Like, <laughs> Those are both two uh lines that I didn't get until later. I was like, oh, <laughs> she's not talking about Coca-Cola. Um, so we get the click walk. Including oh, this is the classic click walk. This mm-hmm. is this is the, the one that I love that I don't think you've ever seen in the movie since the Persian Mafia. Yes. <laughs> well, they do the TV station. They think it's the most important thing on earth. Like, I feel like it's so hyper specific, but like so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like every other 90s and, and movie and onward that does the click walk is just trying to match the greatness of this scene. This is the first one that I ever remember seeing, too. Like, uh, this is the one that like all others are measured against for me. Hmm. Now, I think James and I, we both went to high school in the Mm -hmm. 90s in California. That's not equivocal to everyone's high school experience, especially in that decade. But I defy anyone to have had a high school experience that had this many vests. (laughs) There's so many vests. We, I mean, it is Elton's got a different one on in every yeah. scene. But I mean, it's not just like Elton. Like, there are so many fucking vests in this this movie. I mean, who wears a vest? Our our friend wore a vest. Which one? You know the uh, the actor. Don't you remember that picture of him in drama class? He has that big vest. It's like too, kind of like a shirt underneath. It's too long. You're looking at me like I'm crazy right now. I'll talk to you about it later. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So ominous. Yeah. Our friend. <laughs> you know the actor. They wouldn't be Steve, would it? Hmm. Oh no. Sorry. Our friend Steve. Who? That's right. There's a picture where he's not only wearing a little leather vest. But his his button up undershirt goes down to his like mid thigh. <laughs> it was a look. Yeah. But yeah, we found out that Cher has attitude about high school boys, uh, as she's saying. If 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 you decide to date a high school boy, you have to date one of the popular ones. But Cher's saving herself for Luke Perry. There's, I don't know this this like precedes so many '90s vehicles that I'm thinking of. But like, it almost makes fun of them. Because Ty points out that they talk like grownups, <laughs> which is like the Dawson's Creek argument for sure. <laughs> but I love the share. It's just like, well, this is a really good school. <laughs> yeah, they're all excited about their project. But uh oh, Ty meets Travis Birkenstock there in the lunch line. 
And it's like, it's obvious that these two are perfect for each other, but Cher's going to be fighting that for most of the movie. Yeah. Well, when you find someone who's as into Marvin the Martian as you are, what are you supposed to do, you know? Yeah. Oh, you also doodle Marvin the Martian? <laughs> they were in like the Looney Tunes were like a big thing because of, um, I guess because of Space Jam. Like they had like this whole resurgence, I remember. Yeah, and like everybody's wearing like the Tasmanian Devil shirts mm-hmm. and the Tweety Bird pajama pants. It... Yeah, but for me, it's hard because I feel like I watched the thousand cartoons that were on a day before Space Jam, and I've never seen Space either Space Jam. But also, there was a there was a period of my life where like Tiny Toons ruled my ass. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Water go down the hole. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So they're talking about drugs at lunch, but like we find out that Ty and Cher are fifteen. <laughs> So Cher will turn 16 over the course of this movie. But does that affect uh, our feelings on Cher and Josh at all? Uh, what do we, it, what do we think there? a different time, you know? Yeah. And how old? Is, I mean, I know Josh is in college, but how old is he supposed to be? Like, is he a freshman or what? Oh, oh, I I, I turned this movie off the other night and I was like, is he 19? I would is guess he he's at least 20? a junior because he's talking about like what kind of law to go into. I yeah. feel like that's more upper division. <laughs> But it's like, yeah. as I ask myself this, is he 21? It's like each, each moment I keep going, it gets worse. Yeah. At least he's not her English teacher. Yeah. Classic life lessons from Cher here. Um, it is one thing to spark up a doobie and get laced at parties, <laughs> but it's quite another to be fried all day. What great, great advice from Cher here. I feel like this was kind of shocking for the time too like ordinarily you would never see a teen movie where they're like no it's okay to get wasted sometimes but don't do it all the time no. they would just be like well no, at the time sex like, and drugs are bad just so you know well yeah because i was watching like saved by the bell before this and then they all had their very special episodes like don't drink or you'll get in a wreck and ruin the big game or whatever mm-hmm. or speed or their yeah, um, whatever speed. Jesse's on the one with the actor guy who shows up to film an anti-drug PSA and it turns yep, out he's trying like, to get them all smoke the smoking mm-hmm. and do it yeah well because like what again I feel like prior to this what I mean what are the early nineties teen movies they don't exist I feel, I feel like I'm going back to the eighties and it's like mm-hmm. I don't know like less than zero is all about drugs and how cool it is that's is that a teen movie they they're playing teenagers mm-hmm. in a in a in a horrible Brett Easton Ellis kind of way. Um, yeah, so Cher's main throw in life is make is a makeover. It gives her a sense of control in a world full of chaos. Uh, I love when they're watching Brittany Murphy's hair and just the red Kool-Aid is just yeah, yeah. cascading down the bathtub. Oh my yeah, god, I remember... Sorry, oh, go ahead. I, was, I remember in eighth grade, our yearbook had this weird insert thing that they put at the end of it that was like this like history thing that this moment in time and the whole idea was that you would read this, you know, years later and like, this would be like a sense of your life and your world. And I had never heard of, or never actually knew people were doing the Kool-Aid dye prior mm-hmm. to that. I had no idea. I was so sheltered. So, I something guess. Something I never noticed until this last rewatch is that when they're like doing her makeup and she's got her hair up in curlers, some of the curlers are just Coke cans. <laughs> they're like yeah. Older hair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this, I don't know. It's, it's, Mildly depressing just because Brittany Murphy passed away seemingly like, yeah. what was that, like over a decade ago already now? It's yeah. crazy. It seemed like she was about to have like a kind of resurgence too. Was she? Yeah, she was an eight mile. Like, I feel like she was kind mm. of making a comeback there. She has a, 
interesting film career with she's like an uptown girl and uptown girl but like don't is, is it don't say a word with michael douglas that's the i'll never tell right yeah yeah. Oh, tell. yeah yeah um and she was on king of the hill so yeah and drop dead gorgeous one of my other faves it's a it's so speaking of this scene it's a good thing that sharon josh end up together i guess because he walks into this scene and just like leers at her <laughs> as they're doing their um Buns of steel. Buns of steel. Yeah. My and buns, then, they don't feel nothing like steel. <laughs> they're both going to read one book a week for like self improvement. Yeah. Better for Mars, women from Venus. I like that she actually says, you need to work on your accent and vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> she refers to Josh as the dreaded ex. Yeah. Well, again, the banter. She says, I want to do something good for humanity. And he's like, how about sterilization? Mm -hmm. He's impressed you find someone even more clueless than you are to worship you. Uh, Is this one of your food crimes here? The sandwich he's making? Yes. First of all, number one, there's so much meat in that crisper. Just loose crisper meat. It's like they're at a fridge is huge, too. Yeah. It's it's like you see that at like a deli or something, Mm -hmm. you know, they've got like a bunch of cold cuts prepared. Then he applies the mayonnaise directly onto the meat and not at all onto the bread. It's just a turkey and mayo sandwich. Uh, yeah, it's, it's well, and I guess you could make the argument that he's mostly just looking at her while he's doing it. But I mean, this is this is like in PLL yuck. where they, you know, they do all of their kind of like scene work, you know, where they're like constantly like pouring each other uh, glasses of water or like food okay. or whatnot. You know, it's like just something to do. If Ian made that half a sandwich where he was just applying mayo directly to the meat, <laughs> I would never, I would still not stop talking about it. Yeah. Um, Ty knows Most the menacing Mentos. sandwich ever recorded on screen. Yeah. Ty, of course, knows the Mentos theme song because that theme song is catchy as fuck. But as there was somebody like a said, whole period where like Mentos, like it's like for a long time, their commercial is really weird and goofy, but like they didn't know it. And then I've, eventually it's like they caught on to like the fact that they were like, like a, a meme basically you know with like, like the foo fighters music video yeah 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 but uh i believe someone said around this point that generation x would be the first generation to be nostalgic for the advertising of their youth <laughs> i believe it <laughs> because i mean i could probably name like five commercials that i remember from the 90s like the milk commercials oh yeah oh yeah well it's the holidays now so there's those like m&m's commercials that's been on since the 80s and the oh, you mean the one um, from the movie theaters the one with Santa in it, the oh, okay, they do exist. Yeah, yeah. And the the Hershey Bells. But as I referenced the uh, the fucking weird coffee ad where the brothers coming home from who knows where, and the little sisters just like they stayed up for you. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Oh, yeah, they make it seem like he's coming home from war yeah. <laughs> to his sister can, who is in love with him. So. You can find articles about it. I'm not the only person who was like. Yeah. I guess shipping against my will, this is relationship. Um, so I think this is when Travis invites them to parties in the Valley and hmm. Cheris kind of trying to dissuade Ty from Travis, you know, and she says, you've got something that no one at the school has. And she goes, Oh, I'm not a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mystery. Okay. This is pretty funny. Travis gives Ty this flyer for the party in the Valley. 35 seconds later, she's like, do you think Travis will be there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ty, I do. I don't think I ever have been to a high school party that's had a flyer. 
but that's definitely a thing in movies and TV shows. Yeah, like I mean, rays have flyers. I used to see flyers for like rays and whatnot around, but yeah, just like someone's random party at a house. Like, like there's that one in Tim Mary... about you where they throw it around the <laughs> stairs, and I know yeah. Veronica Mars has that one with the code around it. And oh yeah. What's the what's like like her name is Mary, not like you marry her. And go. <laughs> well, like I want I want the the scene about the committee to do the flyer where they're like, look, we're all gathered here because Jerry's flyer is obviously terrible. There's seven <laughs> fonts. We don't know what time it is. We don't know where the party is. Like who went to Kinko's to make the copies? You know. Yeah. Who, who's reimbursing me? I've got receipts here. <laughs> so Cher decides to tell some white lies about how she saw Elton checking Ty out just to redirect Ty's attention to one of the popular boys which like i don't know like i feel like there's a morality lesson here for Cher, but it's it's fairly light-hearted you know like i never feel like Cher is being like a straight-up villain or anything but no. just like mostly just kind of naive it just feels good getting other people laid right mm-hmm yeah, um, the, uh, the photo taking sequence. <laughs> she has to keep telling Ty to like move closer, move closer. One thing that my main question is: What is Amber's relationship to these people? Like, is she a frenemy? Is she like, are they actually friends? Because they seem to hate her, but then she's in their pictures. She's in the music video at the beginning of the show, like or the movie. Like, what? What's their deal? I mean, I would think like, oh, she's just rich, so she's in the popular clique. But I think they make fun of her later for like having something. Like that's from a thrift store, isn't there? Like some sort of line going through Cher's laundry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, because she wore the dress. same dress that Cher yeah. just wore. Yeah, but maybe like, she's uh, rich, but just not like as plugged in. But she's de facto popular. I think in the TV show, she's full on like in the clique because mm-hmm. there's no tie character, and so I think it's a trio of of Stacy Dash, Cher, and, and Amber. But yeah, as as we all did in the '90s, just a little impromptu photo shoot for fun. At school, with, I with guess. Nolte, DSLR, that's not even a DSLR. That's an SLR camera. Uh, a little bit on share. Elton clearly gives her a look about put your arm around Ty, and he he yeah, gives her the he roll of the eyes. eyes. Yeah, come come on, share. Oh, yeah. that he's he's so handsy with her. He's constantly all over her, but she's clueless to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Murray drives them to the party in the valley. Oh, before that, real quick, yeah, scene where the Ty meets her dad and she says, Daddy, this is my friend Ty. Get out of my chair. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't talk to her once the entire dinner. And Ty just like scrambles that way out of the chair. Which I love though is that Ty sits where I think you would normally sit at a table with two other people, mm-hmm. as opposed to Josh, who sits on the other side of Cher. Mm-hmm. As if there's a camera here, it's just easier to have all three of you in the shot. Uh, but yeah, uh, the party in the valley. I love this party. I love that at the end of it, uh, one of the other girls, I think it's summer, is just like taking one of the uh, like the cr- Christmas lawn ornaments home with her. Well, the, the cord is hanging out the window, so the, and it's on. So that thing is still plugged in. So <laughs> yeah, like, what happens yeah. when they drive away? Yeah. Also, paper maps. Oh yeah, well, look Thomas at the top guy. of the map. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Murray is immediately dancing with some other girl the moment they walk into this party. I, I don't uh, feel like I've mentioned it yet, but I absolutely love Murray, the Donald Faison character. He's so oh, yeah. fucking funny in this. He's great. The scene where he's getting his hair head shades. That's just like burning my brain. It's the bomb. Yeah. I think they gave him braces for this movie. 
Mm. Yeah, I can see that. All right, so I compiled all the uh, would-be casting for this movie for for when we're done. But like mm-hmm. Paul Rudd auditioned for this role because right. when he read it, for he Marine, assumed yeah. that this was, it was a white kid who thought he was a rapper. <laughs> it might have been the name Murray. I don't know. Cher is uh, wearing a ridiculous red dress for this party. That's like this is like just kind of a grungy house party, and she's like looking like she's like on a red carpet. What is she going to look bad? I, mean, I guess not. Ah, uh, suck and blow. Yeah. There's a whole DVD extra about how that game was played and how difficult it was. They were like drilling holes in the credit card, like trying to make it all work. It was like chapstick, right? It was like the final solution. I think so. I think yeah. so. We actually see Cher like smoke a joint here. Felt very yeah. transgressive. <laughs> Pretend like something's funny. That's always <laughs> a good move. Travis is like very confused by that. Uh, yeah, so they make fun of Amber for dancing with Cat in the Hat. And obviously, it's just like the, using the footage you have. But after the Murray shaved head, she is right back with the Cat in the Hat. Yeah, and this is uh, Dee and, and Murray are going to be arguing for like the rest of the party. Like She's locked in the bathroom threatening to call his mom. <laughs> I, I So the movie pauses at the end that like like when they're alone and there's no one around, they're actually quite sweet with each other. Mm-hmm. I, I have to wonder, though, too, is, is the movie saying that they really just need to like bang it out? Mm, I mean, you know, they go from tactical to non-existent later in the movie. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. part of it. It feels like there's always that one high school couple that they yeah. date for forever and they're always just fighting about being dramatic about something. Yeah. Uh, Travis is a reckless maniac. What would guys do to impress them? Yeah. There's some like random party shots like where it'll just be like an outside shot of the party and this dude's just like collapsing on the sidewalk. Or later the dude like vomiting in the pool. That's vomiting so gross. <laughs> that is so gross. Uh, like this house lots, is so trashed. Lots of ridiculous dance moves at this party. Mm-hmm. Playing uh, with the homies. R.I.P. Coolio. Mm-hmm. I do love. I feel those... like... Sorry, good. I was just. Saying, I feel like saying R.I.P. Whoever throughout this movie. Yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Totally. Okay, so I know it doesn't matter because it's a movie, but it's like I almost have to wonder who the fuck's party is this? Why would these kids party all in the be valley. I mean, this like party in the of, valley? One of Travis's friends, maybe, or something. Yeah, the, the movie is like we know you like these characters even if you like to make fun of them or we like to make fun of them they're going to be in every scene like the warehouse party which is like josh's like friends why are elton and amber there who cares well it's funny to compare this party to the party in like do revenge where it's just like insanely rich like la like nepo baby socialite party or something you know yeah yeah um there's, there's where you a, have to have your ivy league acceptance to get in is that right yeah yeah, yeah. there's a move that Cher does it's all been like burned into my brain where she's just kind of like grooving along dancing and then she suddenly sees that uh ty is talking to travis again she like narrows her eyes and like <laughs> makes a beeline for it's her. a solid eye narrow that's for sure yeah. uh the dance that she does of ty uh is like Buffy and Xander in season two, episode one. Don't you, did I ever thank you? No. Don't you wish that I would? I mean, it is a little bit seductive. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, classic LA party with the helicopter overhead and the searchlight that's basically <laughs> in the party. <laughs> Ty getting like a shoe, like kicked off somebody's foot or forehead. Um, Dan Hedaya's phone call. I don't think even the 90s everything in LA was 20 minutes from each other. 
Well, I mean, if we depends on how you define L.A., I guess you know. Yeah. Like the, the parts of L.A. that he considers L.A. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But yeah, the ask her something. Uh, what's seven times seven? Seven stuff she knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, puking. Dude's puking in the pool. Cher's got like her nice coat on. <laughs> Where are you, Kuwait? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is such a California LA conversation about like, well, you take Wilshire to Canon and that becomes keep going back and forth. Like it's it's so obvious at this point that uh Elton's trying to peel Cher off from the herd here to get her alone. <laughs> Meanwhile, Summer's just like sticking that snowman still plugged in <laughs> into her car. Oh, the car ride. Elton is just back on his cranberries bullshit. Singing along to it, yeah. Like if he had been born 20 years later, there would be a, a Taylor Swift song about this guy. He'd probably be listening to Taylor Swift. In, in yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he it, he would see his difference is if the red album was about him, he would post a picture of himself wearing the scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Under his vest or over his vest? Both. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Cher is just not getting like she keeps on trying to bring up Ty. And he just keeps turning it back to her, and she's just like, oh, "Yeah, about Ty. Why would I go Ty? Why not? Why not? Why not? Do you even know who my father is?" <laughs> <laughs> Which all we know about his father is that, that Elton could basically get into any concert. Yeah, he, the Elton's a social director. Yeah. Like, did she really not know, or is she willfully oblivious, or just like? actually oblivious like what she's clueless i mean i think Hmm. she doesn't really date guys so she may not totally have her radar for that kind of thing you know um she's she's just decided she's not interested in high school boys so she's not really like paying attention to it but yeah he keeps on trying to make out with her and she keeps pushing her him off she eventually gets out of the car and he does the like classic like come on get back in come on get back in whatever and just like tries away (laughs) I love the leave me alone. Okay. Where are you going? (laughs) But she does Um, like, she'll stick up for Ty, you know, and he's like, Oh, do you know who my father is? And she's like, Oh, you're a snob. Like, even though she's clearly like rich and, you know, privileged and whatnot, she's not like, you know, looking down on other people. I mean, even the way she handles her disinterest and tie associating with Travis. It's it's still very careful, you know. It's not besmirching him as a human being. Um uh so the the IMDb trivia Paul Rudd also got mugged while making this movie. <laughs> he stole <It's>, script. Yeah. <laughs> I love the uh the noises that she makes when she's like particularly like vexed or frustrated, you know. <laughs> Just kind of like squeal. She has to get and on the ground. Yeah. And a little foot stomp. <laughs> This uh, is like a totally important designer. He'll totally shoot you in the head. He's like, just count to like a hundred. Thanks. Yeah. Um, uh, not to be that guy. She calls Josh for a ride. She's mm-hmm. just been mugged. It's not a collect call. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's got a quarter on her or something. Maybe, maybe her dress has pockets. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Pacific Bell. I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. Uh, Josh is like, you know, starting to get busy with some chick at a, at a dorm room here. Is this, I guess this is his, his, no, this would be his place, I guess at home. Cause he, yeah. he takes this girl like to her place. 
Yeah, later. yeah, yeah. Um, Josh is uh, I don't know. His like I'm with a girl music is like the uh, uh, Counting Crows doing a cover. <laughs> um, jo- I love I this never, girl's I, beret. Like this is just such a perfect like yeah. you know college chick like trying to you know like having these like important intelligent discussions. I, I just love Cher rolling her eyes in the backseat and all of it. Perhaps the thing that doesn't hold up shares infatuation with Mel Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> the public's relationship with Mel Gibson has changed yeah. over the years. Yeah, for sure. And and Josh loses points of his girlfriend by laughing when Cher takes her down by calling out something from the Franco Zeffirelli movie. It's like Hamlet said, to thine own self be true. No, Hamlet didn't say that. Uh, that Polonius guy did. I like how Josh is like laughing at this. He's like very amused. I and yeah, I I so she, he walks a girlfriend to the, to her door, kisses her, and this is again like I was so not paying attention to the movie in all the ways. Her voiceover, shares voiceover, is talking about everything is bad. Her eyes are locked onto Josh. Yeah, it's big puppy dog eyes, and it's like it's like she doesn't know herself why this is bugging her and why she's suddenly feeling. So lonely here, but she'll eventually get it. This is where she says, my life is turning into a bigger disaster than Malibu. Yeah. Which, like, what does that mean? I feel like yeah. maybe that was, like, something from an early draft or a cutscene or something. Yeah. She has, like, so, a, a masseuse that just comes to her house at some point. Incredible. Fabian. The dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Fabian's uh, had a lot of tension in, tension in my back. So the three girls go to what is supposed to be California Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, that they, they couldn't use the product placement because they're like using breadsticks to talk about dicks or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we find out that Cher is still a virgin or hymenally challenged. That one she's didn't waiting, take off. She's waiting for Luke Perry, which makes sense. But the, her line reading of, you see how picky I am about my shoes and they only go on my feet is classic. Yeah. And Ty gets emotional to roll in with the homies, which. Is playing a lot in this movie. It's everywhere, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> like we saw her like do like a a nice singing version of that at the party, and then here she does like the crying version of it <laughs> and just starts banging her head on the table. <laughs> oh, I would love if the of a, a Coolio retrospective came out and it's just like rolling with the homies parentheses crying version. <laughs> This whole bit where she's like, okay, I don't get high school boys or this was like totally playing on MTV constantly, like just this little clip of it. Mm-hmm. It would just like be this weird bumper like between music videos. Yeah. Yeah. Put on some baggy pants and a backwards cap and we're expected to like swoon. Yeah. Thanks. So. Is she wrong though? Mm-hmm. No, this guy's looked gross. <laughs> yeah. Searching for a boy in high school is as useless as searching for meaning in a Polly Shore movie. <laughs> Enter Christian. <laughs> uh the gay jason Priestley. <laughs> this I, guy I i'm mean, just gonna i'm just gonna throw out to the room for no specific reason this guy short king he's fairly short yeah but i mean like this guy walks into every room like he zoot suit owns the like he's a member it. of the rat pack yeah yeah <laughs> uh also in the background elton is caressing some girl's face and then sh- and sharing his cranberry cd with her <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Christian, the good word. Christian, yeah. this first line is where should I park? 
the the one slang that I had no idea what that meant in the nineties. Nice stems. <laughs> yeah, she does her little move to elbow her uh, pen off, so we'll pick it up. Yeah, it's so blatant and so mm-hmm. good. And then she has the, the violence on TV thing. I still think about this all the time. It's like, it's, if we can't stop, you know, violence in reality in the real world, then we can't take it away from TVs. And need it TV shows that need it for entertainment value. It's time for your oral. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sending flowers and and chocolate and like love letters to yourself, not so bad. Um, meanwhile, he's reading William S. Burroughs in the background. <laughs> Junkie, yeah. Uh, what's the uh, line? Anything you can do to draw attention to your mouth is good. And also, sometimes you have to show a little skin. That reminds guys of being naked, and then they think of sex. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. Elton, listen to that cranberry CD on those headphones behind her. Just loads those cranberries. Uh, yeah, so the dad has a bunch of clerks over. Josh is like there to go through depositions. Christian walks in with, uh, what do you hear? <laughs> <laughs> I love the way Josh like takes off his hat and like shoves it into his chest. Like Josh immediately hates this guy too. I mean, it's obvious that like whenever Cher is with any boy, like Josh gets annoyed. Do you drink? No, thanks. I'm cool. <laughs> and then again, this, this Dan Hedaya line will be burned in my memory forever. What's with you kid? You think the death of Sammy Davis left an opening in the rap? Yes. I like when he rings the doorbell and shares, can you get it? I have to make him wait a little bit. He can wait outside. <laughs> hey, you. If anything happens to my daughter, I have a 45 and a shuttle. I doubt you will be missed. Or I doubt that's, anyone would miss you. That's just an all-time line. Yeah, it's one of the one of the best lines ever. Uh, that's one thing I like about uh, Cher's dad in this, is he's not, like, an idiot. And he clearly cares for Cher. And, like, he's a good dad. You know, he's not like that, like, bumbling idiot that's so often in these kinds of movies. Like, you know, he's just a lawyer and kind of yeah, scary. He's, he's distracted a lot, but yeah, he's not stupid. But <laughs> he almost, clocks this guy immediately. It's like, what's with yeah. this kid? Yeah. It almost makes you wonder what he would think about his daughter dating his stepson. But he kind of knows because when Josh is talking about like, should I go to the party? I should go to the party. I'll keep an eye on her. He's like, okay, yeah, it, go. It, it seems and like, like the look knows. he gives Josh. Yeah, it seems like he kind of knows. I mean... I guess the first time I watched this movie, I read that like back in the nineties. I read that as you're actually he knows you're actually a better big brother than you let on. But like now, when I watch it, it's it's like I think he kind of knows. You, what's are going you giving on. your silent blessing to this? I, mean, I don't know. Like, there's there's the age thing, but otherwise, like they are not related, and seemingly the marriage didn't last very long. So it's like I don't know. Is that is that what what defines it? How long the marriage lasted? I don't know. I mean, is is Woody Allen using that? Also, <laughs> I don't know. Is he is he Richie and Margot Tenenbaumming in this? <laughs> uh, but the cut to the mighty mighty Boston's. Also, that guy is terrifying. I I, I remember this. I remember this <laughs> yeah. from like when I first watched it. That guy's mouth is just terrifying. Yeah. Well, so it's a big sweaty man in a suit. But uh, yeah, Josh again, jealous, overprotective gonna go to this party to keep an eye on this guy but i'm like this is your friend's party josh why aren't you already there well he's i don't know helping out with the legal thing or whatever there's also the bit where he's just like hey you gonna let her go out like that and he's like what the hell is that you call that address it's calvin klein yeah but says who but back to mighty mighty bostones do you remember when bands just had their own dancers i mean that was like 
That was a thing. That was a, a thing. It's like, oh my God, this band's so cool. They just have a guy as part of their band who doesn't do anything. Isn't yeah. that awesome? Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually they were like, let's give this guy a job. Let him at least be the DJ in our band. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The tie falling down the stairs is still unequivocally hilarious. Even though she is dressed like something Mary Kay and Ashley would have worn on Full House. Totally. That's very true. Like, she might as well have gotten up and said, how rude. <laughs> Elton's dancing with Amber here. No, he's probably what? just dancing with her. And then it's, like, totally filling her up. What is his outfit? Is he a pirate? Is he the Goblin King? What is he wearing here? It's all about those sleeveless, like, vests and overshirts in 90s, man. Yeah. Hey, Christian, what do you think of Amber? Hagsville. <laughs> <laughs> Dig this. They're charging for brewskis. What is that noise he makes after, like, the dog whimper? Yeah, uh, I, some cash. I don't know the guy. I don't even know the name of the actor who plays Christian. This guy is great in this movie, though. Like, I, I, I don't know. And the Netflix mindset again. I wish this was a TV show. Like with all these actors, I would, I would tune in every week or every you know episode for them. Uh, the guy that Josh is talking to at this warehouse party looks like Ricky Jay. Mm. I, I love that they're like kind of swooning over him like oh look how he ignores every other girl he's <laughs> <laughs> chatting up the bartender he's also got a a classically terrible laugh mm-hmm. yeah josh has uh, somehow found the oldest guy in the room to talk to <laughs> and then uh what's her face uh ty is just kind of standing around alone so eventually Josh goes over and dances with her. Uh, and then the greatest way to end this scene is the, watching the guy from Mighty Mighty Boston's try to crowd surf <laughs> and then instantly regret it. <laughs> yeah, he crowd surfs for like a second and a half, maybe. I, I couldn't believe they left that in the movie. <laughs> well, there's like 10 people there. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the like end, that's... Josh is like, or not Josh, Um, uh, Christian's still just like dancing by himself in the background. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's very obvious these girls want to go home. Like yeah, Ty's fully out. asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I got the skinny on the happening after party," and she's like, "Yeah, we want to go home." So Josh they, is very willing to drive them home. So they drop Ty off. Now it's just the two of them in the car. Josh is like, "You know what I need? Is I need some more fake plastic trees. <laughs> I need it." So they get takeout for the lawyers. Dan Hedaya gets what looks like a hoagie burger. It looks I mean, that, good. He does not get to eat it. That, but that is a burger. It's but like, like um, the bun is. It's an elongated long. burger. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like that could have caught on. I mean, you know, America doesn't need that, but it could have caught on. I feel like I don't know if it was a like some restaurant, maybe Burger King used to have something shaped like that. I don't think it was a burger. That though. chicken sandwich. Maybe that chicken long sandwich, chicken sandwich. Yeah. yeah, the original chicken sandwich. That was apparently sometimes, like the worst fast food thing of all time that you could eat or something. And then sometimes they'll slap marinara on and call it and call it their Italian. Yeah. So you got to see uh, them watching Ren and Stimpy. And it's another just sort of like casual physical intimacy thing where she's just like brushing her hair out and kind of like, you know, poking him in the face and stuff. It's like there's all these kind of little moments like that that they'll, of course, flash back to at the end to show like, oh, they're in love with each other the whole time. She 
maybe does not look more adorable in this movie than she does right here. Yeah, this is my favorite one of the two of them. Also, her cozy clothes are jeans, which is just insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he refers Some himself people as wear a, jeans at home, you know. Not, not after a night out. Um, he refers himself as a brother type, and she's like, "You are not my brother." She's very emphatic about that. What are you doing, stepbrother? Yeah, um, yeah. Brandon Steppy way existential, and then we get the the two thousand one reference. Um. Oh, yeah, the I monolith like and the monolith in the phone. Yeah. I love the Christian said he would call the next day, but in boy time, that means Thursday. <laughs> so I think it's implied that dad's out of town being a lawyer when Christian's coming over. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so they got to work on a lighting scheme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The preparation for this day is one of my favorite parts. It's just, it's so funny. And when boys coming over, you got to have something baking, just drops the whole roll of cookie dough. <laughs> is that what that is? The cookie dough? Yeah, I wrote that. Is that rolls? It's like a Pillsbury cookie dough roll thing. Okay. Okay. I think I originally thought it was like some sort of meat thing or something. Like, what the hell is (laughs) that? Oh, I thought it was like rolls that you're supposed Mm -hmm. to separate. But yeah, just the whole thing of like drop cookies. Uh, I don't rely on mirrors, so I always take Polaroids. (laughs) Also, I love that that she then goes and does all the fashion stuff. Like she just she puts that thing in the oven so early. (laughs) (laughs) She thinks she's gonna go all the way tonight. Got a very nice red dress on, and she's she's got the very '90s hair swooped to one side thing. That yeah. like I feel like I guess that's just out of fashion now. I feel like people were doing that constantly in the early '90s. But as soon as he walks in, something burning. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the all of the little signs are hilarious, but the uh, he's really in the Tony Curtis. <laughs> so some like it hot, and then she says Sporadicus. Sporadicus. <laughs> yeah well she she's like i want to go in the pool and he's like no nah, let's watch the movie and yeah. it's just like what are you doing with your feet there oh my feet are cold <laughs> he just like puts a pillow over them and they're like it takes him a while to get like seemingly he he thought that she like until cool. this moment was like not into him romantically and like was just like being a friend and suddenly he's like oh i need to yeah. go <laughs> yeah yeah, you you can see him mentally doing the oh mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Um, the also, how long was he planning on staying? Because Spartacus is long. Seriously, yeah. Um, so many times we had to see recreations of the share trying to look hot and fall off the bed. Yeah, the, the ladies brush your hair. Yes, classic. Because I mean, it's it's great physical comedy. Like she's so good at it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really crazy that she's this good in this movie. Like, because she was just the girl in the Aerosmith videos. Like. She's in like three of them, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, she's good in those, but it's just a music video. And all of a sudden, it's like, wow, she's actually like a really great actor. Which I believe was her bona fides. Like, she didn't even have to audition for this. Yeah. I mean, it, it made sense. Like, she's obviously anyone who watches MTV yeah. knows her. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's a girl from the Aerosmith video. Yeah. <laughs> I watch those videos a lot. Oh, yeah. I didn't even like Aerosmith, but like, you just had to watch no. those videos. No. I. I don't know what I thought of Aerosmith, but I watched yeah. a lot of Aerosmith videos growing up. <laughs> like a lot, you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Murray has to point out that Christian is gay. Yeah. Yeah. With a, a lot of euphemisms that probably don't fly these days. Yeah, yeah. And then we get the uh, the horror scene of Dion actually taking them onto the freeway. I love the D-line. He does have great fashion. Yeah. <laughs> The boy can dress. Mm-hmm. 
I love this part. The whole freeway scene is so funny. <laughs> the just, old woman giving her the finger. <laughs> the Hell's Angels. <laughs> it's like well, it just it's, keeps getting worse. Yeah. It's it's shot so cheaply but so effectively because they just do the thing where like they'll they'll zoom in on the grill of the truck, which could be like twenty feet away, and then zoom out onto like Stacy Dash's face as she's screaming. It it just works so well. I think what really makes it is the um, when the semi is coming up behind him. Uh, and Donald Faison turns around and does this like crazy scream. I feel like that was the moment where like somebody saw that and they're like, he needs to be in like 10 more movies. This guy's great. But but where were they? He wasn't he in a lot of stuff. I don't know. I want to go look up his IMDb. I, you you should. I, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of actors that Donald Faison should have eaten their lunch. Um but yeah, we get the boy getting off the free. It makes you realize how important love is. <laughs> After that, Dion's Virginia went from technical to non-existent. non-existent. And the way they're kissing is so just aggressive. And like, she's just grabbing his face. And it's like, and Cher's just sitting there watching. Just like, this is cool. I'm cool yeah. with what's happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm a coat rack. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ty will hang out with some fucking losers at the mall. Um, oh yeah this is where uh after she's kind of reconciled the fact that christian is gay she's like actually it's awesome having a gay best friend and you know we can go shopping together and he's totally cool and yeah these like guys are holding ty like over the railing christian has like a little moment here where he like goes and like rescues her and like pushes the other guy all like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah because it's like it never quite veers into people being stereotypes. Like you mm-hmm. said earlier, like they're all good characters. They all get their moments to like shine. And this is Christians. And it's great. Cause like, you know, it's a little more like macho as opposed to just her shopping buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and his whole, his whole, I don't know what, what, what the zoot suit guy affect is, mm-hmm. is, is very tough, you know? Yeah. Uh, his whole, like his whole like daddy. Greaser, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, now we have daddy. Back then we had daddy O. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we skipped right past Zadio. I don't know. Anyway, so when we're back at school and like Ty is like telling everyone about her brush of death, that's when we see someone eating in the snack wells. Uh, I had a good chuckle at that. Um, this guy with the earring cuts off Cher to hear more from Ty about how Excuse me, spiritual yeah. Yeah, her near-death experience was. And yeah, Amber has like, those tiny little reading glasses on the chain. <laughs> yeah, it's like Ty's like near-death experience where like some guys are just like teasing her and Cher's like, well, I know when I was held at gunpoint and they're like, excuse me, can you shut up? We were listening to her. <laughs> Travis comes over to show Ty that he can spit something directly into the air and then catch it. Yeah, I feel like it's it's really effective as showing that Cher is like going through some stuff here and like feeling, you know, disconnected, but it's not like she's suddenly a pariah or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like she's no longer the center of attention. Right. But the, the the point where she gets to a place where she can notice that Ty like like shooing Travis away mm-hmm. is like wrong. She's, she's it, well, gone it's, too far. And it's that she has created that monster in a way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then yeah, she's Dion, veering into mean girl territory where Cher never really did. Yeah. But maybe Cher is also considering herself at that point, you know, and like maybe maybe there are some habits that she has taught Ty, you know, that she right. should reconsider for herself. And then Dion has a very serious question for Ty, which is have you ever done it in water? <laughs> Does a sponge work? <laughs> uh, what was happening? Dion asking Ty for sex advice? Ty being the most popular girl in school? Well, who else is 
Dion going to ask for sex advice? It's certainly not going to be Cher. Maybe Amber? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Amber's, I don't know. How many lines does Amber have in this? Like three or something? Yeah, yeah. We don't get a lot from Amber. Uh, All right, can you just, so we didn't really have, we didn't have earbuds at this mm-hmm. point, right? We had just headphones. Uh, we did, but they sucked. Like they were, but they I were mean, awful. Yeah, they were yeah. like the yellow ones mm-hmm. that like went in your yeah. Just pictured though, if Amber and Elton have sex and like halfway through, I'm sure it's very sensual, it's very mm-hmm. slow. A lot of cranberries. Then, yeah, I was like, then he pulls out the headphones and they try to each get an ear. <laughs> I think they got a they got like the you know, the studio monitors where you're just flipping around like that, you know. Oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. They're like almost cheek to cheek to listen mm-hmm. to the grandparents <laughs> when they have sex. <laughs> um, but yeah, this uh, driving test where she almost hits this biker yeah. and then just sideswipes a truck. Should I leave a note? Should I leave a note? <laughs> do they? <laughs> it doesn't seem like they do. <laughs> How did I do? How did you do? <laughs> you almost killed somebody. Somebody offhand, I'd say you failed. Imagine going home at night, telling your like spouse, I told a teenager today that I was the Messiah of the DMV. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cher comes home. Josh and Ty are hacky sacking. I love her line delivery when they're like, oh, Hasfield has a license. And she says, I don't know, wouldn't, wouldn't know I failed. <laughs> and you can tell she's a little annoyed already at Ty being so close to Josh. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Ty needs to burn the items in her Elton box. <laughs> which is not the cassette tape, though. Not that you just like, I'll hang on to that. Yeah, don't burn which, that. Which obviously it should have been a cranberry CD. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> She's like, I have his cranberry CD, <laughs> his Horcrux. And she's like, It's our, you know, what inspired this, like, you know, sudden change? And it's like, Oh, I, I met this new guy. He's like so great. He makes Elton, you know, look like a loser. Oh, who is it? It's Josh. <laughs> Okay, the red flag, though, is her signs that Josh is into her. He's always finding ways to touch her or tickle her. Why is that, Josh? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, she's 15-ish. But, like, none of... I mean, so is Cher. But, yeah. like, none of these, like, boys have boundary mm-hmm. spatial awareness. I guess that's just the 90s. But, uh, yeah, Cher's not wrong. Ty and Josh would not mesh well. Do you think he likes you? <laughs> yeah, you don't mesh well. That's another line that's burned into my brain. And Ty, Ty picks up immediately like, what, am I some sort of mentally challenged airhead? No, not even. Why am I even listening well... to you? You're just the virgin who can't drive. <laughs> Way harsh, Ty. Mm. Did, you, did you see the thing with Brittany Murphy where she was 17 while making this movie, so her mom had to be on set every time she was on set? And she was like later on. She said it was ironic because I was also seventeen and could, was could not drive. Couldn't drive, yeah. Yeah. Um. So she does this like walk around. Is this like Rodeo Drive where she's like at? Um. I feel like there's a scene missing here because she references Josh hating on her, and I don't think we've ever seen that. No, I think there was a brief line in the previous scene. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. But I, I think it's just about her being selfish or something like that. Hmm. Also, she's walking around with nothing, just nothing. No, no phone, no wallet, no keys, just nothing. Just too despondent to shop. (laughs) 
How did she get oh, there, first of yeah. all? Well, she does have the, ooh, they have that in my size. Yeah, yeah and then she's walking around the bag, so I guess she's just buying things on, like, her tab. Yeah. <laughs> my tab. And she starts to think about Josh and get the flashbacks and smiling at her. So he's kind of a Baldwin. <laughs> Josh needs someone with imagination, someone to take care of him. Someone to laugh at his jokes in case he ever makes any. Case he ever makes any. The carousel running through my mind. I was just like, are there any good Baldwins left? No. Maybe it, Billy, because he's quiet. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess it depends on how you feel about Billy Baldwin. Because he's a hermit. <laughs> he like he retired to like Dimple Island or whatever. So I think Alicia Silverstone would have been like 18 or 19 when she filmed this. And just I'm looking it up now. She's born in 76. Hmm. But yeah, she has a revelation with the the lights coming on and the fountain behind her. Yeah, I love Josh. I am majorly, totally, butt crazy in love with Josh. We get all the the cuts of them kind of showing, you know, how how playful they are with each other there. And then suddenly she's very nervous sitting around and she's like sitting like kind of rigid, you know, back straight next to him, not saying anything. Normally, she would just hang out in her cutest outfit and send herself flowers, and yeah. She does look adorable here. Um, but yeah, as they watch something about Bosnia, she says, I thought they declared peace in the Middle East. <laughs> uh, I like how much Mel just has the entire firm come over to his house. Yeah, as he's giving a little pep talk to his dad here, you know, about how like any boy that doesn't like you is an idiot. Uh, but also, okay. can you like highlight you know, all the uh, September 3 yeah. conversations here? <laughs> Okay, his line reading, though, she's just like, I like a boy, but he likes someone else. And he's like, how could that be? Always <laughs> <laughs> he, he is this so a invested. Moron. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I want you being with someone who's this dumb. Uh, and then, then we learn about the Pismo Beach disaster, which I was exactly 20, 22 years old before I looked up that that was a fictitious disaster. Same, same, same here. I mean, that was, a, that was like... The, the golf course get like destroyed by a hurricane like what are we assuming happened here i just assumed it was like i don't know like whatever i don't know some oil spill or something you know i don't know what goes on in pismo beach but uh yeah no not real who knew i just decided at some point i don't give a fuck about pismo beach i just assume that's real um <laughs> uh, yeah so so you know she learns about that. She wants to make over her soul. Uh, yeah, again, we realizing but, that Christian's actually like really, you know, interested in wanting things to be beautiful and interesting. And Dion and Murray are cute when no one's watching. Miss Geis, poor Miss Geis, always trying to get us involved. And so she decides she wants to help. And that's before uh, Elton says, uh, "Can I use the pass?" Yeah, <laughs> always hurts. trying to Can get I go to the nurse. Yeah. yeah. Which again, I would I would just pause it that it doesn't hurt that Dion and Murray are now probably insatiable fuck machines. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Cher is right. The folks affected by Pismo Beach disaster definitely need some new skis. <laughs> <laughs> that includes athletic equipment, yeah. And caviar. The uh, yeah, he didn't like this red caviar anyway, right? <laughs> um, the club tables. The Amber just has a table for let's talk about sex. We're going to be talking about everything. There's a save the earth chick who's getting like no takers and everyone signed up for Pismo Beach Relief, which like, I don't know, 
is this kind of a joke just because everything i know about pismo beach is that it's just like a kind of like mid like mid california like beach town where there's a nice golf course so it was, oh. also i read I, I when i was googling like what is this that they're talking about there's some article in the la times about that exact thing someone not realizing that Pismo Beach disaster was not a thing. It was a place on the way to, I think, Hearst Manor or Hearst Mansion or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so people just stopped there all the time. And that's it. That's all there is to it. I think <laughs> like the like... U.S. Open is there for golf or something. Yeah. So it's maybe the joke is that like these people don't really need the relief or something. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, because we don't, I mean, someday, in the words of Tool, learn to swim. Like California will sink into the ocean, mm-hmm. but we don't really think about like California disasters other than fashion. Yeah. Um, oh, you said wildfires so. now, but yeah. um, there's a shot of Amber like carrying a Tiffany and Co bag through <laughs> this like massive, uh, you know, like relief organization here, like as if some as as if anything from Tiffany would be required for relief of Pismo Beach. Well, like I don't know, like it's so funny is that. This movie's made in the 90s. We still kind of idolize the rich and the wealthy. I mean, we still had Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous was syndicated on TV. Yeah, we know, watched but it. Like, but not like this it is movie now. is so good at like like taking them down and showing how ridiculous they are. Then we're in like 2022 where we hate the rich. We're going to eat them alive. We're waiting for that storm to come. But like, and a movie like Do Revenge, like a very popular. Yeah, but like Do Revenge comes out and still kind of idolizes the wealthy. I I feel like the rich are much more idolized now than they were in the nineties. I mean, because like in in the nineties, it was like if somebody's a millionaire, that was like, oh, they're they're rich. Now it's like unless you're a billionaire, it's like you know who cares. Well, then in my ripe old age of get that ball out of my yard, I'm going to blame it on social media Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, um, Travis <laughs> donating his bong. Well, first of all, <laughs> kitchenware yeah. divided the box of donated food into entrees and appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Travis is uh, he's in this program. It's got steps. Oh, there's twelve of them. I don't know. Do you need do you need a twelve step program for being a stoner? But whatever. Apparently, yeah. mm-hmm. his amateur skating league. I feel like he lasts one whole afternoon of this amateur skating league and then his elbow breaks in a weird way for some reason i was like misremembering i'm like does he like totally eat shit in the skating scene or something but no he doesn't he's like, that would have been incredible yeah. <laughs> oh it would be great if at the wedding he's just like missing his front teeth <laughs> <laughs> but yeah not being high constantly has really taken his uh, skateboarding to the next level uh so ty shows up to make up of share has she somewhat reverted back to her former look I think so. She seems more, I don't know, conservative. Her hair's like in little like pigtails. Like I feel like they're dressing her in a a way that isn't quite as like glamorous, you know? I feel like she's got more of her original accent too. Like she Mm -hmm. sounds a little bit more like she did at the beginning. That thing never went away. (laughs) Um, There's some, some uh, pretty incredible empty cup acting in there with the tiny little Starbucks cup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, God, Starbucks must have been fairly new to California at this point, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they both kind of apologize to each other and hug it out. And now they're this... going to watch Travis Birkenstock do, Birkenstock do some skating. This movie might be pre-Amazon or like at the right oh, at the beginning yeah. of Amazon. Amazon's yeah. like 98, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Cher's helping Josh and like and some guy from Mel's law firm go through the paperwork at the at the home office there. Uh, 
the guy the guy law firm is not incorrect because like josh is just drooling over her oh they're they're definitely flirting the whole time oh and we should mention that share share notices that uh ty is obviously still super infatuated with travis and it's like okay like josh josh is now available basically you know like I won't get in trouble for going after Josh because uh, it's clear where Ty's heart lies. Yeah, no, no girl code violation. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, but yeah, these two are completely playing grab ass with each other here. <laughs> He's like kind of like messing with her pigtails, and this this dude's just like looking up at them, like, "What is this?" Yeah. Yeah, he well, messes with her pigtails, calls her Pippi Longstocking. She calls him Forrest Gump, and then they immediately she takes her pigtails down and he takes his hat off. <laughs> she asks the guy who's Longstocking. <laughs> okay, but. You gotta know the most cardinal sin. You don't call the boss's daughter a moron. Yeah, yeah. She's well, like I doing mean, a whole thing where, like, where she's like exposing her neck, like, like he's a vampire or something. Nice, nice. Uh, but yeah, this guy's like going crazy about the September third conversation thing, and he's like, "Who cares about that?" And then he like he's a total jerk, and then he like storms off, and so Josh has to go apologize for that dick. And he defends her, even though she's not sitting in there, which is very mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's you're okay. young, She's not a moron. beautiful. You think I'm beautiful? You know you're gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, so they have to acknowledge their feelings for each other here. Start kissing, and I don't know. I feel like it's just the strength of their chemistry and in, in the movie in general that it's not super weird that this is a step brother and sister kissing. Well, like when you think about it, it's like what? But in the moment, like it just feels right. So, yeah, so don't think too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't think too hard. I, I was like, okay, this is not harmless, but it feels harmless. And then her voiceover is, well, you can guess what happened next. And the joke is we cut to the wedding. Mm-hmm. But obviously we're talking about like her 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 lingering virginity has been a, a thread. That wasn't how I read it, I guess. I, I read okay. the whole thing as just a punchline of like as if we got married. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we're um, at the wedding of Mr. Hall and this guy here. Yeah, so Ty's dating Travis, Joss is dating Cher, like out in the open. Um, I can, again, I wanted and Mel no to be at this wedding. Yeah, I want Mel to be at this wedding. Well, I mean, uh, 15 years later, Ezra Fitz will be out in the open with Aria at social events. So true. Is that a precedent? Is that a. I, I'm just saying that, are like, we calling it, that established law? If, if that was something that still flew in 2010, then you can imagine 95, you know? I guess so. And it is Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. It is the Paul Rudd precedent, the guy who has not aged. Yeah, seriously. Might actually be a vampire. And I mean, <laughs> speaking of Ezra Fitz, talk about a vest, you know? Yeah, yeah, true, true. Oh, like little, little baby Ezra's watching this movie, just like enamored. Arya's six months old. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Put this on the PLL feed. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, Aria uh, was like probably conceived after like the dinner and a movie date where uh, Byron and Ella went to see Clueless. Okay, hold on. Do you think Byron looks like Travis Birkenstock in the back in the nineties? Oh, like hair wise? Yeah, yeah, I wonder. It's amazing they never did like a, they never had fun like that in PLL, like do like the flashback episode to like see their parents. Yeah. Please well, definitely I, got some, got an earring, got some pierced ears. I know that. Could just have like Chad Lowe and Holly Marie Combs like just playing themselves as teenagers with like goofy hair. I am loath to give it credit at all, 
But for a camp show, it's the best thing Riverdale ever did, which was having the main cast play their just parents. Play their parents, yeah. Like it, it's, it's that funny. they did set themselves up, so that works really nicely. Like I don't know if I can fully see Lucy Hale playing like Ella. That would just yeah. be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Or Shay Mitchell playing uh <laughs> <Ian> people's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well then it's like at a certain point it's like, well, who do you have at Troy and Belisario play? <laughs> Both. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so three girls talking about their wedding looks, and Murray, Travis, and Josh are like dreading hearing the girls plan their weddings already. How Josh many, is dressed how many like girls a man in think, a Tarantino movie. Yeah, totally. How many girls do you think uh, did the sailor thing? After it these? sounds awful. It's absolutely <laughs> terrible. All the girls would wear sailor hats, yeah, with veils. Uh, uh, but yeah, well, so they, he, Josh tells Share uh, that they've got like a bet going up to two hundred bucks on who catches the garter, and so of course it turns into a complete disaster when, uh, or not the garter, the, uh, the bouquet. So when they throw out the bouquet, all the girls are fighting over it, and the guys are laughing. Well, and that's Amy Heckerling just like throwing elbows, turning into a mosh pit. Mm-hmm. Who's cool is this? Is it just like Murray, Travis, and Josh? I mean, I think it might not be real. I think okay. I think maybe the joke is that they decided beforehand to tell the girls that they each had to fight for the bouquet just to like watch the okay. chaos ensue. I was gonna say, I feel like two hundred bucks is a big deal to Travis. I feel like Murray well, and Josh are a lot of money fine. back then. True, true. Um, there's a way that Paul Rudd sometimes delivers lines, and I kept thinking of uh the example that was in my mind was from Civil War. When he's like, hey, Captain America. Yeah. And he turns to Scarlet Witch. He's like, you're great too. Yeah, you're great too. <laughs> <laughs> is um, Lucy, the uh, housekeeper, also part of this bouquet thing? I think she is. Yes. So it's just in general. I mean, you have to think about if your life is a movie, having tenderness play out the movie of your life, that's not bad. That's a good life. Great soundtrack for this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's clueless. It ends with him kissing. Just the brief. I mean, we're we're at credits at a hundred uh, or an hour and uh, thirty two minutes in. Um, just solid, very solid movie all the way. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, didn't know we're safe. Best runtime. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I run through all the people who were either offered roles or auditioned for roles? Go for it. Share Reese Witherspoon, Alicia Witt. Carrie Russell, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Angelina Jolie, Gwyneth Paltrow. That one is... Angelina is wild. (laughs) That is crazy. Gwyneth is too on the nose. Angelina was like a... She was like a femme fatale spy even as a teenager. So Uh that would have played. Well, Tiffany Amber Thiessen would have been horrible. Um, I mean, I think Alicia Silverstone, like nobody could have played this but her. And the fact that she was like an MTV girl already, it just makes it kind of perfect. The only one that I could even remotely see is Reese Witherspoon, but she would have been uh, like too young. It wouldn't, I don't think it would have worked. Like, yeah, that was like her freeway era. Her vibe was different back then, too. She was like kind of a little bit of a bad girl. Well, she'll never go back to like her election. Like, she'll never take Mm -hmm. a role as weird as Tracy Flick, too. Um, It's for Christian, Jamie Walters, and Jeremy Renner. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine Jeremy Renner being in this movie? Like, what sliding door situation does that lead us to? <laughs> I kind of can, in a weird way. I would I would pay money to watch Jeremy Renner act out the Christian scenes from this movie. <laughs> uh, so for Josh, also Jeremy Renner, Ben Affleck, and get this, Zach Braff. 
What if Zach Raff and Donald Faison had become friends earlier? Yeah. Could the universe take it? For Ty, Alana seems Uba- like way too, I don't know, tall. Like, I feel like he, he, he plays too macho, I think, for Josh. Affleck could have been Elton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so for Ty, Alana Ubek, and Leah Remini. <laughs> wow. For Travis, this one you could probably guess. Jamie Kennedy, mm-hmm. Owen Wilson, and Seth Green. Oh yeah. Which which I, I think that you need uh what's his name in this, but Brick like yeah, but I kind of feel like Seth Green probably calls him whenever he drinks and is just like you owe everything to me. Those guys saw each other at every audition, probably. Yeah. 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 Uh this one blew my mind. Dion, the only one I could find was Lauren Hill. Oh wow. Which yeah. especially at this point in her career, I just don't see her doing this. Murray, Terrence Howard. Uh Mel, this one I find hard to believe. Harvey Keitel or Jerry Orbach. <laughs> oh, Jerry Orbach. Like Harvey Keitel, I feel like would have killed Christian. If you've been a bad <laughs> lieutenant, you can't be in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't do Abel Ferrara and then an Amy Heckerling movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last but not least, Amber, Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, wow. Yeah, I saw that one. Although yeah. Amber seems fairly tall in this, so I don't know. I feel like it would have been a different vibe. SMGs mm. like pretty short, I think. Um, yeah, wow. Nineties, man. What a, what a time to be alive. Yeah. I um, like how the and the uh, the end credits is like just like flashes of like seizure inducing neon. <laughs> just... Yeah, the fonts and everything. God, this takes me <laughs> back. Like this, yeah. there is like a whole nineties font boom of like these kind of like goofy fonts that that just makes me think of nineteen ninety six. Fantastic. Love this movie. Absolute classic. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't make them like these two. Uh, that was Clueless. Um, before we uh, go, maybe we'll have a little trouble talk. So spoiler alert in advance. By the way, if you want to, if you don't know what trouble is, it's a, it's a series of girl detective books that me and Marco wrote. You can find out more on uh, my name is trouble.com. Uh, we just released our third book a month or so ago. Really appreciate all the support we've gotten on it. If you want to support the pod, you can rate and review us in iTunes, or you can go buy one of our books, you know, buy the, buy the first one and read it and then buy more. So we're going to talk a little bit about book three now. So if you don't want to be spoiled and they're mystery novels, so it kind of, it's important not to be spoiled. I feel like, um, go ahead and tune out now until you go read the books. But, uh, yeah, Kate, uh, really want to thank you for supporting the book. Uh, yeah. you left reviews, you, you sent us some photos and whatnot. I really appreciate that. Um, did you have any questions about trouble? Um, yeah. Well, first of all, congratulations on finishing that book. That was impressive. Just like when I got through it and then flipped it over and realized, man, there, there is like legitimately a whole other book. Like I, like I, I saw the thing. I was like, oh, that's that's cool. It'll probably be like a book and then like a, you know, a novella. And then I was like, oh man, that's intense. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think the second part is essentially as long as the first book or almost as long so yeah this one didn't originally intend for it to get that big but you know the tail grew in the tailing sure um why did what 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 like what made you want to do that um i remember sitting at starbucks where it was typically where i am when i write and i think it's only maybe like three or four chapters in at that point i think I think they'd they'd gotten to um, the castle 
And I just like suddenly had this idea. I don't know, just like, you know, flash of inspiration. I texted Mark over me like, hey, what if we did this? And it was like, this is going to be way more work and it's going to be super hard. But like, wouldn't this be cool? And, and I think Marco, you're just like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Thankfully, it was, like you said, three or four chapters in. It, it, was, not, it was not, not like long after they got the to the castle. Yeah. I think it just had the immediate idea, like, wouldn't it be neat if Jenny was there the whole time? Because that was not originally the plan. Um, I think in the very, very first beginning chapter, um, I think I'm, try, I'm trying to remember. Eliza was always going to be the one going because she won the bet yeah. from the, the previous book. But like, I think Jenny was just going to be somewhere else for a while. Or like maybe it was like it was just going to be a thing where Jenny went and they had their usual arrangement to switch off or something like that, you know. But then it was, I thought, like, wouldn't it be more interesting if the, um, Eliza didn't know Jenny was there and that there was like, you know, tension there between the two of them? And and I would argue that it's weird, but doing something weird that doesn't feel too out of left field, like it feels in 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 line with this world opens you up to naturalistically changing how you might do certain things going forward. Yeah. And um, I know I, I cheated a little bit because in writing book two, a part of me really wanted book two to end with the suggestion that Jenny had run away, but I just never really pulled the trigger on that. Like we just kind of, you know, left it as is with uh, Aunt Shelley finding out and whatnot. But then in book three, I think like a chapter two in, because originally the first chapter was a Jenny chapter, not an Eliza chapter. And I was like, you know what? I just, I, I'm going to cheat a little bit and we're going to have to have some stuff happen off screen. But I want it to be that, that Jenny has been missing for a while. And so that became yeah. an Eliza chapter. Cool. I remember um, pandemic wise, we spent a lot of time in a park, <laughs> socially distanced, trying to. At like midnight or something. For some reason, I, we're meeting there like very late in the winter, freezing our asses off. Yeah. Multiple times we would be there in the day. We would run into weird, weird other people who were just getting out of their house for the first time any way they could. But like really trying to think like, okay, what the fuck is this curse? <laughs> yeah. What, what is the mystery of the Blackbird? We knew the Blackbird was related to this castle in some way. But, you know, we, we try not to plan stuff too far in advance for like the, the little sub mysteries to kind of, you know, let the creative juices flow when they flow. So we, we had a, a basic idea, but we had to really flesh that out a lot. I think originally there was like a thing where it was like, these deaths come in three every generation or something. Yeah. Was, yeah. So it hit RJ and then it was going to hit Mr. White, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and like, there are certain things of connections between some characters that I think we've known since the beginning and other things where it's like, we knew certain characters had to be at this castle, but it was really like, well, what the fuck are these three doing here together? <laughs> How the fuck do they know each other? Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed the Y2K party flashback. That was funny. Um, just like that was, I remember, because I, I remember the Y2K party I was at. I was like, yeah, I mean, obviously there, I was not at a party that was, uh, you know, full of <laughs> drugs and smoke machines, but it was definitely a thing. So. Yeah, I was, I was really annoyed that original sin had their lame, like rave flashbacks to Y2K. I was just like, God damn it. Yeah, that's lame. Um, one thing that I really like, I really like how y'all have sort of been playing with identity and like how each character, like spe specifically, obviously Jenny and Eliza, like 
they're all dealing with different identities and how those identities clash with each other. And I think that's really cool. I think it not only works because they're in high school and that's just a very high school thing, but then all of this on top of it as well, um, you know, having a secret twin and, you know, which is super fun. Um, but how do you like differentiate specifically Jenny and Trouble? Um, because they seem like two very different characters to me. Like, I mean, I know it's the same, but I don't know. They seem very different at the same time. Yeah, I mean, Trouble is definitely, it's somewhat of a performance that Jenny is, you know, it's like these books are, it's like they're written for her. This is her guide to life, you know? And so like when she has to be, the girl detective you know like she's she's gonna go cause trouble she's gonna be a rascal like it's definitely something she kind of steers into um and i think you know maybe if uh if it weren't for those books jenny wouldn't necessarily be the same person you know like so it's definitely there are times when she's like i mean she's jenny herself i think is still a bit of a rascal but when she's trouble she's sort of assuming an additional persona and and it's very much like she's the main character in her story. And so she can be, um, I don't want to say oblivious, but just sort of like, she just assumes that everything is going to work out for her when she's being trouble, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, baked into the concept from the beginning was the notion of, if this is your guide to life and you're going to go be trouble, if things don't work out, like they would work in the books, like how do you, how do you reconcile that? Mm-hmm. And I think also trouble is like, exists as an 11 year old eternally in the books and so jenny of course being 16 it's like she's she's progressed past that and so it's there's a little bit of arrested development but there's also mm-hmm. there's parts of jenny's personality that there's just like there's no context for like there's no context for romance in the books uh in the trouble books for jenny so she's kind of on her own there her friends mm-hmm. yeah her friends <laughs> yeah well, that's cool yeah, well, I've really enjoyed them. Um, I had to, when the third one came in, I realized I need to reread these because there's so many things that like, it's like, okay, I remember most things, but I know these are going to be, I just, I've got to start over and start from the beginning. So I reread them all um, over the past, you know, couple weeks, which was nice. really fun. I really enjoyed rereading them. Um, yeah, did. some connections. Also, uh, her brother, Jack has my birthday. We have the same birthday. Oh, oh. nice. But where are the heads of March? Um, yeah. I I did write some, uh, I, I just took a couple stabs at like a previously on trouble, like kind of just like, you know, two page thing at the beginning. I was like, do we just want to try to catch people up or something? Ultimately, I think we decided not to go that way. You just kind of try to get a little bit of a recap at this in the first chapter there, but I don't know, yeah. maybe we'll do that for book four maybe not, but previously on trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of little details and I don't, I don't know how to do that. I mean, it's even in a TV show when it's like, oh, it's weird that they included that one scene. That must be important. I feel like it'd be even yeah. more obvious if you did it. You know, like I'm just in the previously, I'm just mentioning this one detail that might have uh, escaped your attention, but I'm going to bring it up again. Yeah, I know watching like Buffy and PLL, mm-hmm. like they'll bring up something from three seasons ago. It's like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. OK, so that's a thing now. <laughs> yeah. well, you can do it in the montage of like a visual medium. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book form, I think you'd be able to guess who certain characters are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, wasn't there like a Game of Thrones episode where it's like, oh, they showed like Benjen and the Flash and the priest yeah, is on yeah. for the first time in like four years. I wonder yeah. if that'll be important. Yeah, I assume they did that for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we really appreciate you uh, t- 
taking the time to read and give reviews. It's any, anytime I can get any feedback at all, it's always immensely helpful. It's, it's, it's gratifying just to know that anyone's reading it and, and just to get people's reactions and kind of see how they're interpreting things is, is definitely useful. You know, we have a couple of beta readers, but you never know, you know, sometimes we'll get reviews and it's like, wow, I totally didn't see somebody kind of interpreting the scene that way, but that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Have y'all started on the next book yet? Um, not really. We've done some, we've done some kind of off the cuff kind of loose brainstorming. We've yet to like get really serious about it. I, I, I like really burnt myself out finishing this last book. It was uh, extra long and it was like publishing it and like getting the, the printer to like print it the way it wanted. That was a lot, a lot, a lot of work and stress. So I was just like, I need to take the rest of the year off and not write trouble. I just need to like recharge my creative batteries before we, we dive back into that. But the question is, yeah. do we get book four out before nice out summer three. school? <laughs> oh, before summer school. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, they're filming it now. Are they actually filming? I know they, they, they up to the guy, the, the maybe they're not regular. filming. Yeah. They're, they must be about to film. Um, yeah. You would think they'd want to put out that show in summer if it's called summer school, but it seems like it'll probably be ready like next, like, next, next winter. <laughs> like, so yeah. yeah. Well, nothing about that show makes sense. I can't yeah. believe it got, I mean, I, I, mean, I can, but that's just wild that it's got a season two. Especially with Ooh. HBO max cutting everything. Yeah. 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 You need some cuts. Mm-hmm. I can think of one or two. <laughs> yeah. And like, really did people watch that? Like I got no sense. That anybody actually watched it. I don't know. So I mean, uh, you know, it's HBO Max, so they'll have all their data. Like, I just know that the subreddit for that show is completely dead. Like, it's a ghost town there. It. I can't imagine people going back and rewatching that show the way they did original PLL. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just didn't think it was very good. <laughs> didn't find the characters particularly memorable, or you know, like people you'd want to hang out with. Can you imagine spending the eight dollars to verify all the Twitter bots that have been praising this show? <laughs> uh, it's terrible. It's a trash show. There we go. This this is the PLL feed, right? Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll start working for real on Troll Book Four uh, towards the end of the year here and into next year. And I'm hoping that this one will come out a little bit quicker. Um, there was also like, I think we finished book, book two came out in like October, 2020. And I I wrote like, we we brainstormed that winter and I wrote the first chapter in January and then like, didn't write anything for six months. Like, I I think (laughs) I just like pandemic stress finally just like broke my brain and like, I couldn't write for all part of it was like, I'm I'm really bad at writing at home. Um, I usually go to Starbucks to write. I just have to get out of my house to like, kind of be in a different headspace because I also work from home. So it's like it's hard for me to be creative in the place where I work. Um, and I couldn't because the pandemic, you know? Um, so I think it was like in the summer, it's like, Oh, Hey, I'm vaccinated. Cases are low. I can go to Starbucks again and write. Hot trouble summer. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, we had a really, really good brainstorming session, like two, three months ago Mm -hmm. that like, we really weren't, yeah, yeah, we really weren't ready to like weaponize those ideas. Because at that point, the, the book wasn't even really done. Yeah. But I mean, you always um, kind of have to be thinking ahead to yeah. kind of plan what comes next. But yeah, we have a lot of fun ideas for book four. It'll be shorter. I'm really going to set a goal of under 100,000 words. This last one was, I think, 144. Um, 
So oh. shorter, but you know, I'll kill her, no filler. It, it'll have a format Thanks. that will will mm -hmm. make sense with that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Can't wait to read it. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for the support. And, um, you know, thanks for listening to the pod all through the years. It's always yeah. nice to hear from our listeners. And so um, I think we will be back next time um, to do some more commentaries. We're going to do the Dollhouse episodes, um, episodes uh, 525 and 601, like coming in the next weeks. Yep. What fun episodes. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I missed that show. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah we miss it too especially after watching original sin yeah <laughs> all right but yeah thanks for joining us kate uh where can we find you online um i'm for as long as it exists i'm on twitter <laughs> it's um kw lamar at twitter so I don't, we'll see if it's still there in a few more days you never know yeah <laughs> watch it be gone by the time this, this posts we yeah, don't really <laughs> and then we'd all be free yeah really all right. Until All right. then, have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Talk to you.